Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tempo Talks. I'm Ryan. And I'm Aaron. And folks, we have some catching up to do. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, so sit back and relax and uh, enjoy this episode. Folks, it has been a minute. Uh, we know that you, I think, uh, Ryan, you and myself, we both received messages last week. Where's our long run episode of Tempo Talks uh, for last week? We did miss a week. Um, and there's been a lot going on, frankly, in both of our lives. Um, yeah, we've been busy, right? I think it's, it was a compound deal because obviously life is busy. Uh, yeah. Almost all the time. But then also... I've been having some technical difficulties in my recording where my computer just decides randomly, I'm going to freeze up entirely, shut you out, you're going to have to restart me and come back into this, <laughs> which makes the editing side of it for Aaron... A little tedious. Uh, <laughs> a little tedious, yeah. But one other thing too is, Aaron, you had a lot more time these last few weeks uh, before to really like put every, like the time and effort in during the day for Tempo yeah. Talk. So... What changed on your end there? Yeah, yeah. so for those that uh, maybe know me personally, um, you might be aware, but I actually, I switched jobs. So I started a new, you know, uh, as much as we would love to be recording Tempo Talks episodes for you all 40 hours a week, you know, nonstop around the clock, uh, we do have to support our, ourselves and our families. And, uh, and so I work in finance and I left a job um, uh, last week and well so today uh, for reference is what the 23rd so April the 23rd and uh, I left a job last week and today this week was my first week uh, full week at my new job so really what all that entailed uh, my previous job I was I was very flexible in the daytime being able to record episodes with folks and we've been working remote for the past year and the last two weeks of that job were just hectic. Like they needed me to catch up, you know, the people that were going to be taking over my position in two weeks, cram two years worth of knowledge into two weeks. <laughs> and so uh, I had to battle through that at the end of my previous job. And then this week, starting my new job and just getting information overload. And I'm actually in an office right now um uh, being able to work like with folks and so that's pretty cool but it has been a whirlwind of leaving a job going into a new job and all that entailed and then of course family and life and church and everything else that i have going on uh so it, it's been a little it's been a little tough to edit i'm not gonna lie i've you know i've had a little bit of struggles of of doing the time but the good thing is is that in the future uh, I'm going to be flexible, uh, you know, and have a lot of time to devote to the podcast. Again, it's just this transition period that is uh, that is interesting. So it's been a lot of fun, though, and it's wait, a good wait, wait, move. Aaron, Aaron, can your boss hear you right now? You said you're in the office. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, so I'm I'm in uh, I'm at my house now. So I came home uh, middle of the day today, Friday, but I, uh, no, <laughs> that would be funny, but I, I've been, what I meant was I've been working in the office this week. So 
<laughs> That's what, in my head. I was imagining you like just sitting there. You close the door to your office, right? Maybe right. You pretend you're talking with one of your uh, one bust of your out my microphone or... and headphones and just. <laughs> <laughs> your boss is like, oh man, he goes all out for sound quality for our clients. Like he right? just wants to sound crystal clear for them. But you know, you know, the reason that I chose this job, and uh, and hopefully our listeners don't get bored with my life updates. I'm, <laughs> but the reason that I chose this job, the one reason and one reason alone is because it's right across the street from Eisenhower Park. So <laughs> so I, uh, I have access to all of the best trails in San Antonio uh, and the power lines and all that is right here by where I'm, I'm working now. So a lot of trail running in my future. That's beautiful. Except just like we talked about in Katie Asmus episode, they are destroying one of the better parts of uh. Eisenhower Park in order to build a paved trail that's going to connect two greenways in san antonio and they're the two longest greenways it will i think it will literally be a like 60 80 miles straight. i think it's oh, i think it's, it's like 82 80? yeah if you t- if you count on connecting uh to jack white from the bottom of the salado creek trail you can hit a little access road for about a mile and then connect into jack white and i think if you count all of that it's like 82 miles which is crazy it's great for yeah. cyclists. <laughs> and so for, for runners, those, but. well, for those of you out there who think San Antonio, all we got is the Alamo and the River <laughs> and now we have an 82 mile long paved trail as right. well. <laughs> and I'm wondering if they'll connect it to the one that's eventually going to go between here and Austin, because I know they're making like a commuter path between here and Austin. Oh man, yeah. So for anybody out there who didn't see it, the press release, um, probably a lot of local Texans did, but they are building a. a approximately 100 mile trail that will go from downtown Austin to downtown San Antonio, I believe, yeah. uh, which te- Texas doesn't really have a lot of those. I, I almost think of like through hikes, right? Like Appalachian trail, Pacific crest trail. And this is not on that level, but for right. Texas, it's a huge deal. Yeah. I'm already envis- I'm already envisioning that being an FKT. FKT I would want to for sure. Day, or yeah. putting a race on, on it. I mean, that just sounds like an epic, run from Austin to San Antonio and there there are races in Texas that do it they just do it on the roads and as part of like relay events yeah and things like that yeah I can see the there's already a, a capital to Alamo FKT that's listed on the FKT website um, but yeah it's just roads and so it's it is going to be interesting so I, I I've been saying for the last two or three years that San Antonio is an underrated running city running community like it's very underrated you hear a lot more about austin and you know some of the other areas of texas but the running community in san antonio is solid and uh and you know the the community is doing some things like connecting all these bike paths to make way for you know more people that run on on paths and stuff like that but uh, but it is unfortunate that they are destroying one of the most iconic portions of Eisenhower Park which is my favorite park in San Antonio but either way hey it's summer trail running is upon us trail running season is here gearing up for western states so what's been going on in your world no yeah i have uh, i shared some big news uh, not too long ago that i signed a contract uh, to represent uh, a brand for at least the remainder of this year. So I announced I'm joining Nike and the Nike Trail team. 
uh, specifically to represent them at, at Western States coming up here in June. And then all the way through the end of the year, um, it is a one-year contract uh, with them that I've signed. So we'll see what happens beyond that. But super excited to now have uh, a partner on the journey. I was with Rabbit, um, an apparel company out of California previously for the five years before that. But in the, the last week leading up to Bandera, actually, my, uh, my contract was not renewed with Rabbit. So I did not have that sponsorship going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily made the most of that opportunity at Bandera. Yeah. Turn some head, turn some heads with that. My first ever run above a marathon, and um, just felt truly blessed to have another opportunity beyond what I had with Rabbit previously to um, help, just uh, help offset the cost of running. Primarily is what I think about, right? Because running, it is somewhat of a selfish endeavor that. Uh, we use our money, our time, and our resources, and many times we're just singularly working on ourselves. And sometimes you, know, you can go for runs with your kids, push them in the stroller, connect with the community, but other times you're doing a lot of work alone. You're driving yeah. out somewhere for a trail run, you're out there for three hours, and it's tough to justify that and paying a lot of money for travel, racing, Absolutely. Things, gear. So this is this helps with that a lot, and it makes me feel a lot better with having it continue to be a you know really you know, strong part of my life. Moving yeah. Forward. Yeah. And I mean, what more of an iconic brand is there than, you know, Nike for track and field for running. And it's cool that you're going to have a lot of really awesome teammates, Matt Daniels on the trails, Sally McRae. There's a lot of great athletes on the trails for Nike. And so I'm pumped for you, man. Like I'm excited. When you first told me, I was like, that's just crazy. Like, uh, people aren't surprised. I mean, you, you, uh, you're a great runner and you, uh, obviously made a big splash at Bandera. Um, but I'm excited to see, you know, Nike work with you for Western States and, you know, other races that, uh, may be on your, um, you know, on the horizon for you in the future. So that's pretty cool. What's been the, uh, the biggest feedback that you've gotten about that? Like so far, are, are people just mostly pumped or is everyone, you probably, you're probably getting the question. Someone has asked me if you could hook them up with alpha flies. And I'm like, why are you asking me for like, so are you getting uh, silly stuff like that? Oh yeah. You know, it's funny. Probably about 60% of the people who've reached out to me, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, text message, email, whatever. It was just congratulatory. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, I'm so excited for you, Ryan. Like, sometimes it's close friends I've had for 10 years. Sometimes it's people I just met on social media or I've never met before. And they're like, Ryan, like, I followed your journey or, like, I've seen where you've come from from being, you know. I think back to the very beginning uh, when I was 17 and I was barely, I barely scraped by making varsity on my high school cross-country team. Uh, yeah. To go from that to walking on at Texas A&M university on the cross country and track team to being the number one distance runner my senior year to then qualifying for the olympic trials and then hitting the ultra scene winning my first like it's just been a whirlwind of a really last decade right um, kind of kind of building up to to this and there's going to be a lot of other stuff that happens too like signing a contract to run for nike is not the culmination of my running sure i hope it's just another another launching pad yeah Absolutely. You know I mean? But yeah, so 60% of the inter- interactions, congratulatory. 
probably 20% were like joking, like, oh, hey, save me some uh, some Nike socks or like, how are those in- Nike Invincibles working out for you? <laughs> um, right. And then another, I actually did receive some negative reactions too, because I, I will admit that Nike, their reputation as far as how they've treated women in the past, pregnant women, uh, their, how they manufacture their clothing and their supply chain uh, globally. Mm-hmm. They don't have the best reputation in that regard. Um, right. And I, you know, I've chatted about th- that with them and done my research. And I feel like they're making changes to better uh, serve the world in that regard and be yeah. more equi- equitable and fair. So yeah. put my mind my mind at ease a, a bit, but I can totally see why somebody out there would be like, "I'm never buying another Nike shoe again." Or I'm never yeah. gonna support somebody associated with Nike. I I totally get that too. But that's been the vast minority of people yeah. who've reached out to me as a result of that. Well, it's interesting too. I feel like you know you really you have to do research on those kinds of things because like I specifically remember. Uh, reading Shoe Dog and thinking, oh man, you know, he's really explaining in great detail a lot of the wage disparity that happens overseas um, and the fact that you can't pay a factory worker in another country more than a doctor in another country, in that same country makes, you know, but the the income difference between there and the u.s may may seem like they're making just a horrible wage that we can't even wrap our heads around and i felt like phil knight in that book really explained kind of how they threaded that needle of of maximizing profit for the company they're a company but also you know doing really you know doing good things in the in the other countries that they have a presence in and then of course i have this book behind me when it all cost which has created quite a uh quite a stir in recent years and i mean i just think i feel like you know you're always going to be able to find proponents and opponents of just about any brand or any thought life or you know anything it's just about knowing you know doing your research and um you know going with your gut on on what you feel you know i I mean that's really what it comes down to and i feel like nike is is making some strides to uh, no pun intended to to uh you know go in the right direction so and there's no doubt they make a fantastic phenomenal product when it comes to running gear and shoes they do for sure I, i will say that i i have a strong history with nike even before this i've raced in nike my whole life texas a.m university was a nike uh, program so I always had Nike clothes, shoes, gear, hats, everything, uh, luggage, uh, yeah. and it feels very similar to I. Every year when we would go to Texas A and M in August, we called it like Christmas in August because you would go to the equipment room and you would get your your stack of of clothes <laughs> and gear for the year, and it was like you know like six pairs of shoes and like twelve shirts and all these socks and shorts, and the coolest part was like the Nike like custom Nike luggage. Right. That you got and every year it was just such an exciting day for all of us. We felt so, like kids, kids in a candy store. Literally. So, so you just recently posted an Instagram story where you were out of town for a day, and you came home, and your UPS driver or FedEx, whatever it was, was very busy while you were gone. And it seems think- like it probably was another Christmas in April moment for you. Oh, totally. Do you think he was, a, or he or she was a little frustrated carrying 
20 boxes up and stacking them in front of our door. Yeah, and he was probably wearing some <laughs> junk like New Balance or something like that that had, you know, hundreds of miles between his truck and, and the doors that he uh, services. And so he was probably looking at those boxes like, man, I really could use some shoes right now. <laughs> seriously so we drove up i saw that i could barely even see the front door as we drove up after we were out of town for a wedding in louisiana shout out to Jarrett leblanc and katie uh now leblanc for getting married over there <laughs> but um, we drove up could barely see the front door and i was like what is going on right i had already gotten an initial shipment of primarily nike trail gear from Nike about three weeks ago, which I took some photos in and posted the announcement uh, that I was signed with Nike. But this was like a whole nother shipment of gear, right? I thought I was I was set on the trail stuff they'd sent me, but this was more like just general Nike running gear, some sportswear stuff, like some just like sweats and like cool tank tops and things like that. And then some more shoes I was able to throw up there. So yeah, on Instagram, I'm actually, I'll save that story to my profile if you want to go click on it and look at it. Uh, it's, <laughs> I felt like I was like almost bragging a little bit. I, I asked my wife, I'm like, should I post this? She's like, yes, you should post it. People yeah. would like love to see all this stuff that, that you got it, as a result. It's of exciting. This and yeah. And I'm so appreciative of Nike just willing to give me everything I could possibly need. Right. Cause for my, sure. all the clothes yeah. I have are, are rabbit. Cause I've run in rabbit clothing for the last five years. So now I, I told them like, Hey, I want to train and run and be in Nike gear as much as possible. So if you could send me enough to, you know, wear a couple of shirts per day for working out and being at home, like that would be ideal. And they made it happen. So, yeah. so, so appreciative. And specifically Pat Warren, uh, he's the Nike trail team manager. So Pat, Hello. if you're listening, I appreciate you. Yeah. And there's no getting around the fact that you, I mean, you, you know, when someone signs a deal, a shoe deal, apparel deal, or a deal that where they're actually making a salary plus getting all the benefits of that. You know, whether you're Ryan Miller or whether you're Galen Rupp or whether you're, you know, other runners, you've you've earned your place in in that, you know, you've earned that. It's not just a company that's sending you shoes because you have Instagram followers. Nike doesn't do that. You know, they want to put the best athletes on the trails and on the roads in their gear and on the tennis courts and the basketball courts and all they want the best to be seeing that and uh, to be wearing you know sporting their gear and so you know you worked hard at bandera and you're got you earned your ticket to western states and they acknowledge that and you're getting rewarded for that and there's nothing wrong with that and so you know there's there, there's always going to be detractors that will you know say Oh, you shouldn't be posting or you shouldn't be, but it's a blessing, man. You, and, and you've worked really hard for it. So, um, I applaud you. I'm pumped that you're, that you're, you have someone in your corner to help you with, like you said, offsetting the expense when you run thousands of miles a year. I mean, you run through shoes, you know, and so <laughs> it's exciting, but man, there's been, what else? But I mean, uh, we don't want to like go, uh, go all day here, although we, know that we have to catch up the audience on a lot of stuff but what else are you seeing like in the running world right now that's uh, exciting you or um or something that's like piqued your interest lately probably the biggest thing in the last month was des linden's 50k that was i think awesome. that's that's what got me most jacked up and she she toyed with it in interviews before like hey like 
you know, I, I'm inspired by other women who have transitioned to the trails later in their life and the ultra yeah. scene. And that's something that, uh, I'm interested in doing too. And it was cool to see her in the, still within the pandemic. She can't race any major marathons. Boston's off for the spring and she's planning on doing it uh, in the fall, but take on a brand new challenge. Right. Yeah. And the world record for 50 K for women, I believe it was three Oh seven low. Uh, and she was more than capable of running 307 uh, or, or running well past that. I actually went on to uh, uh, muttrunning.com, so mountainultratrailrunning.com, which is a new, almost like let's run for trail and ultra running. Okay. And they had a little th- a little thread on there, and they were talking about predictions for Desmondin's 50K. And I was like, oh, this is cool. All these people are really like interested to see what she does. And I, I thought that the real challenge wasn't the world record. The real challenge was three hours flat, yeah. and and could she get under that? So that would be splitting like a two thirty, two marathon, and then continuing to go. Considering she's run, you know, two twenty low, depending on her fitness, that would be that would be a pretty good target, I thought for her. I'm sure her team had the same thoughts in their mind because she ran two fifty nine. I want to say like fifty. It was right yeah. around there. Yeah, and, it's. Uh, that's crazy. I, I can't really wrap my, I mean, I can wrap my head around it, but like, that's my, you know, I got to run slightly faster than that at, uh, in a marathon to, to get a, like a Boston qualifier, you know, like with the pad and she ran that for 50 K. That's just crazy. It, it blows my mind for sure. Cause I remember I was out at the, um, the, uh, 50 K project in Houston that Cal Neff set the Canadian 50K record in. He was one of our previous guests where we talked talk about that. It was the Hard Loop uh, 50K project. And he ran 253, I believe, which is smoking, right? He split like 220 low for the marathon. Uh, but to see Dez come within, you know, just under seven minutes of that, man, it, uh, it gets me excited for what she could potentially do once yeah. she's done with the roads and fully transitions to the trail and the ultra scene. I know she, she's mentioned too, like doing two oceans and comrades down in South Africa, which are the biggest road ultras in the yeah. world. Yeah. So do you expect that she'll like go into the, the mountain scene? Like I, I know she's kind of toyed with the idea of trails, but that, I mean, to me, like I think about Magda and um, Kara Goucher, some of the others that have, you know, kind of, transition to the trails like do you expect that she would transition to mountain stuff and how do you think that would work especially living where she lives in what is it michigan um yeah she lives in michigan you know she'll probably transition to the road ultra stuff first just like she did here yeah i would imagine um and at that point in her career you know she's made a lot of money from running and she's gonna continue to make a lot of money from running just based on her name for probably the rest of her life just like yeah, a lot of other run- running sure. legends do so she'll have the freedom to choose what she feels passionate about not be sucked in by like oh i can go to comrades and make fifty thousand dollars for winning if comrades isn't lighting her heart on fire right she won't do it she'll pursue something else that she wants to do so who knows what it'll be. She already mentioned Two Oceans, I believe. So I, I feel like that'll be on her radar first. And with her strong road running background, you would think while she still has a little bit more speed from her road training in her legs, that she would tend to go to those type of races first. Yeah. So another big story that just kind of came out, um, 
I don't know if it was today or yesterday, is that Tom Schwartzman, I, I, I hope I'm not butchering his name. No, Tom, Tom, Tom Schwartz. Schwartz. But he is, he is the man. Oh, He's Schwartz, cool. Tin Man. Yeah, I'm combining it there. Of Tin Man Elite has parted ways with the team. Um, that's kind of big, uh, especially for, like, I mean, they have this whole brand around his name and around, you know, this team that's based there in Colorado. I know he, like, upped and moved to Colorado to coach them full-time. So that's an interesting development. I'm wondering what's going to happen with um, the Tin Man brand, you know, and just where do they go from here? Do you think there's going to be a name switch? It's interesting, right? <laughs> Man, I, I probably spent, like, 40 minutes reading the Let's Run thread about oh, this yesterday, which is fascinating. Very, yeah, some very some... strong strong opinions on there. Absolutely. Um, especially from the Let's Run guys themselves, uh, Robert Johnson and Weldon Johnson, the guys who founded uh, Let's Run. So they they were responding multiple times in there. It's always good to get their feedback because they're so knowledgeable about the sport and what they've done to you know continue to broadcast it to the world via Let's Run. You got to think that Tin Man wants to keep his name if he's not associated with it. Yeah. That, that and you know, it's difficult because uh, Sam Parsons and Drew Hunter, who, uh, from what I've read, are the primary like owners of the business side of Tin Man Elite. They have they've established that brand name, right? It's on YouTube. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's yeah. on all their mer- all their merchandise. Does changing it impact like? how people follow them. I would, I would hope not because I'm hoping that all it seems like primarily younger people follow Tin Man Elite because of who they are, like the people, right? They're entertained by the stories and seeing the YouTube videos and hearing the content and the, the cool merchandise they drop. And whether that's called Tin Man Elite or, you know, Bubba Gump Running Company, like <laughs> I, I think, I think people would still be into it if the stories and content are still there. That's yeah. my personal opinion. And Tom, I, I believe Tom should be able to keep the Tin Man name. Now, do we know who has has anyone filed a trademark for it? Yeah, see, like, that's what that's what I was wanting to know is when he came and took this job, did he secure his, you know, his uh, branding, his personal brand, you know, his personal branding, um, before he did that? Because if not, that could get into a sticky situation. The thing that I see from just kind of a, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a lawyer. Maybe we should ask uh, your coach, David Roche, what he thinks about it. But, um, you know, from a legal standpoint, you know, I, I feel like if there's a, you know, a shift in name, I feel like that almost shines light on more conflict and like kind of, uh, I don't know. I haven't read like exactly what all went down other than the fact that, you know, I saw some stuff like maybe they were tired of sustaining injuries and felt like there was a time to change, you know, coaches because of that or whatnot. But um, it's just interesting to me that if there is like a, a complete separation from the brand, it almost seems like there's discourse there and like they might be actually, you know, admitting a bitter parting of ways instead of a mutual parting of ways. So, and, and and the only reason I bring that up is because to me as a fan, that kind of puts a negative light on everyone, you know, and I, I think my 
draw to to like follow the brand as a whole would kind of be tainted a little bit you know i don't know if that makes sense or not but it makes it makes sense and i yet, totally I, agree I, with you though that that he deserves his name and his brand uh and i think that it's going to kind of be a, a rocky transition out of it if they have to switch yeah they'll make it happen though um those guys that are part of 10 man elite right now they're in it for the long haul they're in it for each other yeah. Um, I, I root for them as much as sometimes some things they do to promote themselves annoy me. I think sometimes I get annoyed because I'm also a little jealous <laughs> of like, man, their YouTube channel and their content is awesome. awesome. And I wish I had, a, yeah. I wish I had a photographer and videographer to follow me yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so and, and, a- and of course we had Brogan on the, he was one of our very first guests, uh, I think episode three or, or something like that, three or four. So, um, Brogan Austin from 10 man. So yeah, they're, I mean, yeah, you know, you want to you want to root for them, and you wish all, all of them the best, and hopefully it's a the parting of ways is is beneficial for everyone across the board. But um, well, hey, Western States is coming up. Uh, we're we're rapidly approaching it. What what are your uh, Let's talk about our races. So um, and 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 we'll wrap up here. I uh, I have Chicago. So I got picked for Chicago. I don't think I've said that on the podcast yet. I've said it on social media. Um, but I got, I got into the Chicago marathon via the lottery. So that's, that immediately became my a goal for the year. Um, I was going to really try to focus on some trail stuff this morning, but I've had, or this uh, summer, but I've had kind of this residual shin splints, calf strain, you know, issue that's going on after the woodlands that I haven't been able to bounce completely back from. Um, but other than that, you know, that's really the only race I have on my radar. I'd like to do a tune up race. Um, you know, maybe I was looking at like Jack and Jill's in July or something like that, but you have Western States, which is huge. What are you doing between now and then, uh, to tune up and get ready? Well, kind of like you with the shin, I've had my knee <laughs> that yeah. since late, late January, my gosh. Um, I had some IT band tendonitis that just would not relent, not through physical therapy or any, any forms of treatment, um, ART just could not get it to relent until like mid-March. So missed about, you know, a little less than two months of, I was still running during that time, just like in pain and intermittently. Mm -hmm. And so mid-March, it actually started to relent a little bit. I started training again. I got up to almost an 80 mile week before I went on a trail run about 10 days ago. And coming out of it, felt some swelling like within my knee itself and ended up having some inflammation within the meniscus which the meniscus is kind of what like gels the knee as it flexes back and forth within yeah. the actual knee itself. And so I, I took, I kept running for a few days after it, but I was in pain. Um, and just had some limited mobility in the knee. Finally talked with doctors, talked with my coach. Um, I took the last four days off and then today I got my first run back and he felt okay. So not a hundred percent, but it felt like the inflammation had come down and I actually received a cortisone shot in it two days ago, which, which should help with some of the inflammation and pain so I can get to training fully again. But I feel fit. I've been cross training and running, just not the level I want to. And I've been doing a lot of strength work and rehab. So my body feels strong. I just really need to put the pedal to the metal as far as getting my, uh, race specific training for Western States, i.e. running more miles, doing long runs, getting vert. Uh, if I can get that, and I think I'm still in a good spot for Western States. I had to cancel all my tune-up events. I was going to do the 
Whiskey Basin 60K in Arizona that was put on by Air Viper Running. And then that was April 17th. I canceled that early on because of the IT band. And I refocused on the Tillamook Burn 50K, which is in Oregon, and that's put on by Daybreak Racing. And I... With the, I was ready to go for that until the meniscus deal popped up. And then I was like, okay, I'm, we're now just, we are uh, seven days out from that event. I won't be ready to race 50K at this yeah. point. So putting all my eggs in basket for, in one basket for Western States um, yeah. and just trying to get as much training as I can in before then, that's the plan. Well, I was talking to Hayden yesterday. Um, we were just catching up on my running and he, and he was saying how it's interesting. A lot of uh, the Western States field right now is injured. And, um, he was talking about, you know, kind of, we were just wondering if it maybe has to do with people trained so hard last year because of all the canceled races and maybe kind of overdid a little bit. So who knows, who knows? I mean, I think the, uh, the Western States field, they're going to show up ready to run that race, especially since it didn't happen last year. And, and I think, uh, you know, it's a smart move to, uh, focus on that, you know, and not, not, uh, go all out on some other race when you're not quite ready for it, you know, cause that is the, the goal, the A goal. It definitely is. And I, I just want to point out real quick that, um, it's easy when you see kind of like your plan, what you're planning on doing, start to derail. It's really easy to freak out. think you're Absolutely. falling behind. And of course, like, yeah, I'm not in the, the shape I want to be in right now where I was thinking I needed to be to be have the day I wanted at Western States, right? But at the same time, uh, we are we need to have a long-term vision. It's not all about maximizing today. It's not all about maximizing in two months. It's about, I want to be successful for the next decade. And I want you to as well, Aaron, everybody I coach, everybody that listen, like I want everybody to have as healthy and positive a relationship with running as you can for your entire life. Yeah. So, I try and zoom out because I'll tell you this, like I announced the Nike contract signing. My T-band was already hurting. I got this meniscus injury. I feel almost like a fraud is maybe too strong of a word, but it's like, do I, I I question, do I deserve like a Nike contract when I'm like barely able to run right now? You know what I mean? And it's tough. It's tough. It's tough mentally. Um, but I'm trying to zoom out the best I can and understand that like, no matter how Western States goes this year, there's going to be Western States the year after that, yeah. the year after that, other world championships. I'm not done yeah. at all just because one little thing knocks me down. I'm getting back up like Rocky in Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, like <laughs> up to 20, and I'm going to get up and keep fighting all the way through and be the best I can be for the rest of my life. Um, Absolutely. And so we that's the mentality that. I'm trying to have. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we all have to do that. Because you never know what what kind of year you're going to get or when another 2020 is going to come around and and knock us on our feet, knock us off our feet. So you got to have that mentality. I mean, it's it's clutch. And just know that, like, you know, whether you are training for, like, your first marathon ever, your first 5K, trying to become a world champion, win Western States, you know, whoever you are, we experience the same feelings. So... I want you to know that like, if you feel like you're in the same boat as me or have been, or you will in the future, it's going to be okay. And we all go through that and talk, talk with your friends, talk with your loved ones, talk with your coach about it. It helps you feel better, right? It helps really put perspective. So I think when we keep things within ourselves is when we tend to warp it 
and see it through like a different uh, paradigm than Absolutely. we would when we have that outside perspective. Yeah. That's my, I'm going to get off my pulpit now. <laughs> no. 100%. Well, uh, it's good words to live by and good, uh, you know, just uh, like a mindset to have as we're going through the ebbs and flows of training. So, um, it's been great catching up, man. And, uh, you know, we have other exciting episodes on the horizon, some recorded and some, uh, in talks of being scheduled. So with some really exciting guests, so there's a lot of good things coming up. I'm excited about, uh, you know, moving past this busy season of transition, uh, that we've been in the last couple of weeks and, uh, and get, getting, uh, further into what we have on the horizon. Me too. So, hey, but I do want to throw it out there. If you're listening to this, please let Aaron and I know if you like the format of what we did today, you know, talking about our own running journey a little bit, talking about yeah. current events, um, hot topics going on. Let us know because, like, I genuinely enjoy doing this with Aaron. I also enjoy when we interview guests and get to learn things about them and their journey. Um, but we want to bring to you what you want to hear. So yeah. shoot, us a me- shoot us a message, um, Instagram or Tempo Talks podcast at gmail.com is another great way to reach out to us. Um, we want to hear from you. Yeah, let's keep the conversation going on Instagram for sure. And uh, you can do a uh, direct message to multiple people. So if you have something you want to say to both of us, definitely uh, send us a message, plug us both in. And uh, we always enjoy speaking to you all. So we hope you enjoyed this uh, this catching up episode. And please, uh, as it's already been mentioned, follow us. Instagram, Tempo Talks Aaron and Ryan Miller 34. Um, you can connect with us there. We will keep announcements going about all the stuff that's coming up. But until next time, uh, thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. We're back, baby. Woo! Woo!